Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and this is episode 3 of the One Ring RPG by Free Legan. Our One Ring RPG giveaway with Free Legan is still active, and you've got until next week when we release our final episode to enter into it. So, if you want a chance to win a digital copy of the One Ring starter set, check out our social media or the description below for the details on how to participate. It's really super simple. That all being said, let's dive into the depths of Middle-earth. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. You come around a bend in the path and it widens, giving you a view of one single figure. Hello. Uh, who are you? No, no, don't, don't talk to them. No, but, but we must. Hi. Perhaps you know these woods well. These woods are dangerous. In fact, just recently I saw a caravan being jumped by a man. He had a shield, bad metal, on his chest, and it had a hawk, a bird. I'll give him one of the apples. Here, let me give you this. And he takes out what looks to be a shard or a piece of a sword. This is Elvish, from the first age, if I'm not mistaken. And before our quest is done, there is no telling whether or not we shall need that power. And you see a town, Tharnost. Three of us will go into the village. You will encircle, and you will be ready to come in and rescue us should we need it. Right. Soon find yourselves being approached by a couple of armored men. Upon their breasts is worn a sigil, a hawk with outstretched wings. What did the three of you do as they're approaching you? May I make a stealth check to sort of hide behind one of the various, um... The various companions? Broken watchtowers and things, or, or 
somebody taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> right beside you, unfortunately, there are no ruins or remains of structures or anything like that, but you could attempt to make a run towards one and hide behind it. Or, alternatively, there's always Idril and Groin that you can hide behind. Groin being the easier hide of the two, considering your hobbity stoutness. I'll attempt a stealth roll. Brilliant. There we are. That is exactly my target number, 15. Brilliant. Are you hiding behind Idril or Groin? I'll hide behind Groin. (laughs) (laughs) So, Groin, as any seasoned quester, your eyes are firmly set at the man approaching you, but you do suddenly become keenly aware of a particularly hobbity presence behind you. Right. Those swords are bigger than I am. Well, I think that's a great idea. You keep yourself tucked in there all behind me, but you be ready when I call if I do. And, uh, aye, not so good coming in behind Edril. She's so slim. We could see each side of you right behind her. <laughs> so keep yourself tucked in there, lad. Yeah, I figured I'd poke out either side. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to shoot Groin a look when we get close enough to see the sigil on their armor. That is the symbol the man in the forest spoke of, is it not? We should be careful what we say to them. Aye, you're right. Bear in mind our relationship with the eagles. You are good at the whistling. If there is any danger, you whistle the eagles for us. Okay, be ready. Idril, very confused, says, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And very soon afterwards, uh, the men are within earshot and they greet you, at least one of them does. Good afternoon. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What brings the two of you here? Um, we're friends. We're friends from other parts and we're um, we're looking for a caravan it seems uh, seems to have got lost and we just wondered whether maybe anybody in the village had seen this caravan it had a load of ale and mead and other liquor the eyes of the man narrow a bit and he says oh you're looking for a caravan are you that's a very interesting request Very well. Follow me. Come now. And he gestures you all further in towards the village, making no particular attempt to move himself. It just seems like he wants to follow behind you. Okay. Uh, So wait, isn't he wants to be behind us? Kind of, yes. Well, he steps aside and gestures towards the village, making it seem like he has no intention of leading and instead wishes to follow behind you or at the very least beside you. Okay. Right. I will go up to him and say, my name is Idril. Pleasure to meet you. And what about your companion? We'll follow and say, indeed, Idril. My name is Groin. And as I'm saying that, I'm pulling Griffin towards us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm covering him with my cloak. Oh, right, good. Yes. (laughs) Ah, good, good. Because you rolled stealth, Griffin, I'm not going to make anyone re-roll stealth. Uh, I think this is fine. They don't really pay much attention and they say, well, um, very well. I wish I could say the same about a pleasure to see the two of you, but I do not know you, nor do I wish to. Let us get this business over with quickly. Follow, please. I'm sure it is strange to see an elf and a dwarf traveling together, let alone in the kingdom of men. 
pray tell, what is your name? Why would it be odd? You're, you, you speak as though dwarves and elves hate every single other dwarf and elf. Are you what we call a bigot? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, this villainous guard calling out the, uh, the protagonists. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I feel like... The darkest force of Sauron's army is prejudice. I mean, he may be clearly a henchman, but at least he's, you know... <laughs> at least he's woke. At least he's not a bigot. <laughs> yeah. At this point, Groin just looks at it drill and raises one eyebrow. Edril's like no no I didn't mean I mean obviously because we're friends and that's what we call them bigots I have lots of friends who are dwarves (laughs) I've got lots of dwarf friends (laughs) (laughs) my best friend is a dwarf (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) oh boy my fellowship focus my fellowship focus is a dwarf For a brief moment, he looks down at my cloak. It seems to be shaking of its own volition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He says, listen, Lady Elf, I I do not mean any harshness, but this is a town that is between Linden and the Blue Mountains. Elves and dwarves travel all through and through. It's none of our business, and we keep to ourselves, and you keep to yourselves. If you wish to hate or love or whatever you wish, that is your business, but uh, we only wish for you to leave, and given that you're here for a caravan, let's deal with this concern before sending you off on your way, shall we? Thank you, good sir. And he leads you further into the village. Before we jump back to Kota, I'll describe to you what you will see. So as you walk further into this village, you start noticing a few stone buildings larger than most of the huts and hovels around you. You see windmills, water mills, a large circular granary. You pass by your fairly large stables as well, and the familiar sounds of a hammer against metal speak of a blacksmith somewhere nearby. Finally, you come upon a building that is much grander than the rest. It's huge, a towering structure, although small by your standards, Groin, and perhaps yours as well, Idril. Not so much yours, <laughs> Griffin. So, Griffin, can you, can you actually see outside of... I'm inside a cape. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, you don't really notice much. I'm, I, I'm, I'm stealing peaks. Yeah. So, although small by most of your standards, it's still towering comparative to its surroundings at the very least. And you quickly recognize it to be a town hall, signified by its size and the one tall tower that kind of juts out of its roof. Uh, You also see a few archers standing guard within the tall tower. The two gentlemen, the soldiers that you were following, gesture towards the door. Well, go on in then. After you. We're not allowed. Why ever not? We don't have business. Will they know where our caravan is likely to be? Well, you'll have to present your concerns to those inside and they will deal with it. I see. All right. We want to show respect if they are your leaders, so uh, how do we refer to them? Well, Mayor would help, yes, Lady Mayor and or a dearest mayor, or gentle mayor, or wise mayor, or really just any prefix to the word mayor that presents her in a good light. 
additionally, I will have your horse. There is a stable nearby that we may place it in, and there may be soldiers within that will ask you to present your weapons for safety. They will still be within reach, but away, well, within eyesight at least. Hmm. What do you think of that, Edril? I do not like being asked to give up my weapons. I must ask, are those inside also unarmed? Those who you wish to speak to and who will be dealing with your concern will be unarmed, yes. I see. Hmm. At this point, I will be thinking of the shard and, um... Just giving uh, a nod to Idril that maybe she could slip that up the inside of her sleeve, something like that, just to hide it away so that we are not completely weaponless. Mm, smart. Very nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, Idril will um, will do that when there's a moment to just quickly slip that in without anybody noticing. Mm-hmm. Grand. And that being done, do you head through the large doors, or...? Yes. Mm -hmm. With no apology. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. We'll cut away temporarily to Kota. So, Kota, you're at the outskirts. Well, near enough so that you can see most of the village, as the others saw it when they were approaching, but just far out enough for you to not be able to make out the finer details. Really, you're just beyond the ring of ruins that was once a grand wall that surrounded the town. So basically, no one can easily see you where you are. Nice. I want to look for a, uh, a slightly elevated position, be that like a boulder or like a tree branch, just something I can like sit on to get like a better view of a slightly elevated view of the of the village. You could, if you wish, climb the wall. Oh, uh, are there like sentries on the wall or anything? No, so it's not an actually functioning wall. You're just behind a large, still okay. standing portion of the wall that's basically now mostly ruins. Imagine a kind of small remnant of a wall that used to stretch around the village, but now just it's just that small remnant and a few others scattered around. I would love to scale the wall and <laughs> I'd, I'd try and do so stealthily. Um, what would I roll to climb? If you're trying to do it stealthily, very carefully, without much sound, I'm going to ask you to roll athletics, but ill-favoured. Ill-favoured, okay. Yes. Um, so two d12s take the lowest, and then my two d6s. Correct. Okay. Okay, Oh. okay. And then we'll do these two. Uh, ooh, hmm, ten. Is it higher or lower than your number? My target number is twelve. Okay, so you do manage to climb the ruins of the wall quite stealthily at first, but these are ruins, and so at one point as you're nearing the top of this wall portion, one of the rocks comes loose suddenly and falls down, making quite a bit of a sound, especially given the height of the structure. At first you feel as though no one seems to have noticed you, until you hear a voice from behind and beneath you. The voice says, Oi, what you doing up there? Exercising. Right. Um, do you want to... Ever, you ever had a good climb of something? Does wonders for the for the muscular system. You know what would do better wonders? Climbing down as well. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great point. I'll um, slowly and confidently climb on back down. I'm going to not make you roll for this, for your own benefit. Just throwing you a bone there. Yeah. <laughs> 
You get to the bottom and you see him closer. He seems to be an archer standing a fair few feet away from you and his bow lined up aimed at you. But his arms seem to be locked in such a way as to convey that he doesn't really seem to intend to shoot you, at least not yet. Ah, a fellow man of the bow. Be you a ranger? Uh, well, we're descendants, surely, certainly, but not at the moment, no. Myself as well. It's good to meet a brother on the road. I, I would like to say the same, but I found you on a wall. Well, no one was... no one's in there, right? Is this, is this normal for rangers to, um, exercise by climbing walls? Well, I mean, you know, it, the ability to scale vertically is never a, never a good one to overlook. That... Is actually a really good point. No, you're absolutely right. Well, I've had plenty of practice climbing trees. How many ruin walls do you get to scale? They're usually full of orcs or or goblins or trolls or what have you. Uh, such a exciting life, I would say, that you live. Well, we we get enough practice when we're kids here, uh, given given the surroundings, of course. You're from here. I born and bred, of course. All of us here are. But before I, he he was he was almost he was putting his boat down. He was little like, and he suddenly lines it up again to you and he says oh as he as he does like the upness of my hands correlates to the upness of his bow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and he says before before we become chums or at least i feel like that's what you're trying to do but i'm i'm su- i'm smart see uh, i'm smart i know what you're doing right uh, what are you here for ranger or not uh well uh i'm i'm here from the hall of the dwarves uh, me and some of my companions we got um sent to go and recover a a delivery of ale that never reached its destination. So um, we're here. They uh, decided that I would probably be better if I was around the outskirts of the city or the village, rather. I don't. I didn't agree with it. <laughs> but uh, they're in there. They're trying to figure out exactly what happened to it, and I'm out here making sure no, nothing bad happens. Not not doing a really good job, but there are you know. Well, I was hoping to get a little a bit of vantage. But you found me, so... <laughs> and you pointed a bow at me, and I thought, well, you know, I don't want to get on the wrong side of the locals. So I came back down, and now, here I am, hoping you're not going to shoot me. I, I gotta hand it to you, your, your climbing's perfect, and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by your honesty. Well, I, I was hoping to do it a bit quieter, but I suppose I need more practice. That is my only critique. Listen, if, if things go fine and you you find your whatever you're looking for, uh, I'm, I'd be happy to show you how to scale a wall. That would suit me fine. What's your name, lad? Uh, Doradin. 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 My name is Quarter. Gordon. Well, I suppose what I say now is um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Good to meet you too. I extend my hand for a handshake. Yeah, sorry. Bow and all. Oh, right. No. Uh, well... Uh, Fair enough. You know, despite finding you here, and you know, I, I feel like we'll we'll make a good pair, you and I. Um, I, I still need to escort you to the uh, of course to the, to the keep. You, you understand? Sure, no, I, I do. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I'm happy to tell you all about wall climbing while we're at it. We have a few bit a bit a bit of distance to cover. That'd be great. Yeah, you're the expert, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I can do it silently. Well, better than me then. Let's go to the keep. To the keep. <laughs> oh, oh my god, there. <laughs> nice one, Rainbow. I should have I I should have used I should have used our like fellowship thing to retry the wall climb. Or your hope. Please remember that you can oh, always yeah. use your hope points to add dice to your pool as well. Yeah. So one hope point being one die added to your pool. Uh, oh, do we do it after we've made the roll? I thought it was No, no, it needs to be in advance. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Cool, we'll cut back to our trio. So, 
Once you enter the hall, the first thing you notice is the warmth that envelops you. The loud crackling sounds of fire that hit you like a soft blanket soon recede into the background as the voices of people rise above it. Though the colorful carpets and banners decorating the insides speak to you of a merriness that you've seldom seen in the outskirts of Middle-earth, the faces of the people around you, their quick glances in your direction, they speak to the opposite. Soon the voices quieten down at your presence and the glances become stares and their frowns, their frowns confirm your concerns. What you seem to be curiosity is indeed suspicious. At the far end of the hall, up on a raised platform, are two large wooden chairs, thrones even from the looks of them, upon which sit two figures, a woman and a man, both dressed well in reds and blues, each with a goblet in their hands as well. The woman stands up and strides forwards towards you until she's just a few feet away from the edge of the dais. You also notice to one side of the dais stands a stiff-looking guard his hand firmly grasped upon the hilt of his unsheathed sword. Other than this, the room itself contains nothing more than a few couch-like wooden chairs. Beside you there are a few soldiers, armed to the teeth, two to each side. And to your right side is a table to which the guards seem to be pointing at, with their eyes on the other hand gesturing towards your weapons. Well, what I'd like to do is, as these two approach the table, if they do, again, stealth underneath the table so that I'm oh, obscured. Ooh, nice. Ooh, smart. Yeah, give me a stealth roll, please. I'm going to spend a hope. Nice. Aha, our first hope. Yes, there you go. Uh, okay, that's a pretty substantial roll. That is 10, 25, 28. Wow. Yes. Wow. With at least one one success token, which I'll use to disappear. Of course. Using my... um. My art of disappearing. Of course. Before I tell you what happens, Groin and Idril, what do the two of you do whilst this is all happening? Yeah, I will sigh and then go over to the table, remove my bow and arrow and my short sword, place them on the table. Yes, I would do the same. I would give her a look to ensure that she has the shards still, and then I would walk over to the table and make a show without showing off that I am putting my weapons down. That is a spear and a sword. Yeah, of course, and I think because they're dwarven made as well, they're quite heavy, so they make quite a loud clatter as they're dropped upon the table. Thanks to the clutter, which draws the attention of most of the people inside, and given your proximity to the table, Griffin, no one notices you as you speed in beneath the table and find yourself hidden behind the old red tablecloth. Slips in. Indeed. I imagined as he, uh, as we walk towards the table, he's keeping an eye out. And then as we lay them down, he scuttles underneath and we turn and we assist to cover him. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Once you've done this, the guards gesture towards the raised platform. Do you approach or do you stay where you are or? From a theatrical point of view, I would go and approach them, <laughs> face them. I would bow. I would refer to them as your worships. Oh, wow. So so, so that's the theatrical point of view. <laughs> but what's Groin's point of view? Is, is, is that it? Or is that what he actually does? No. What I imagine is that um, on the way back, I might just say to her, be ready. Uh. And I'm hoping that Idra will take that as an indication of, oh, 
you may be actually putting this ancient piece of shard to use so that she's on the ready. Brilliant, brilliant. So, an adventure often involves more than journey and destination. The world is vast and there is much that is not known, so there is much that requires assistance and aid from external forces. These kinds of situations, wherein a silver tongue is more appropriate than a silver blade, are known to the wandering RPG as councils. So, my dear, dear fellowship, as you approach the woman standing tall upon the dais, you can't help but realize the extraordinary importance of this interaction to come, for this one encounter may make or break your quest. As you near the woman, you notice that her brow is furrowed, and she does not look all that happy. The guards around you too look tense, and not all that welcoming to you. Since I have a fairly good idea of what you're going to ask these people, I'm going to go ahead and set the resistance rating of this council to 6. A bold request. This is a request that is not outrageous, nor is it reasonable, given the circumstances surrounding the encounter. I'll explain what this means to you all in a moment, but before that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to decide on a spokesperson, the person who will lead this interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, who, who wishes to? So the first thing, really the only thing that the spokesperson needs to do is introduce uh, the group and their desires, after which everybody will get a turn to do whatever they want. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I don't mind being the, the spokesperson. Certainly. Thank you. Okay. Once you've reached an appropriate distance, the woman raises her hand and gestures to you to stop. She smiles a weary smile, a forced smile, one that barely contains any traces of happiness. And she says, Well met, travellers. My name is Erinil. I am the mayor of this humble village, and this is my husband, Otar. Who are you, and what brings you to Tharnost? Forgive my directness, but much misfortune has befallen our village, and suspicion is a healthier man to court than despair. Quickly now, who speaks for your company? Uh, thank you for welcoming us into your town, uh, Lady Mayor. Uh, we do not wish to intrude for long. My name is Idril of the Elves of Linden, and my companion here is Groin of Durin's Folk. We have been sent here. We are looking for a caravan that was meant to travel to the Hall of Dwarves. It was supposed to bring ale, mead, that sort of thing. And uh, it seems to have gone missing around these parts. We were wondering if you might have any idea where that caravan is or where it might have gone, if you've seen anything. And if we did, what would you wish from us? We would wish for your assistance in recovering this caravan. At the very least, if you could give us any information that you have and point us in the right direction. Okay. Good job, good job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you seem right. concerned after saying that. <laughs> So, spokesperson, could you give me a role that you find appropriate to this situation, please? For example, an or or courtesy or riddle? Uh, could I use persuasion? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Hmm, okay, that, oof. Uh, that's a fail. Oh, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, can I still spend a hope point or is it too late? <laughs> 
you took Saradin as your fellowship patron, right? Yes. We can spend a fellowship point. Oh yes, let's spend a fellowship point. So I get to re-roll like everything or? Yep, all of your dice. And now I think if you wanted, you can add a hope as well. Okay, yeah, I will just in case. Okay, much better. Oh yeah, a lot better. That's definitely a pass. Okay, that's brilliant. How many, do you have any success icons? No, I do not. Okay, so in precarious social situations filled with intrigue or wit or cunning, a social interaction, much like sword play, can be divided into thrusts and parries. Your verbal opponents may say something and you may parry it with a response or vice versa. Mm. And this is especially true in council scenes. Because your role is successful, this means that your time limit is equal to the resistance value that I mentioned before, six. And by time limit, I mean the number of chances you have to do something. Each time that you do something in a scene, be it respond to a question, argue your case, put on a performance, or really anything else, you'll need to roll a corresponding skill, and at the end, we will consolidate the number of successes that you've obtained from each of the preceding rolls. Yeah. Right. If you succeed in obtaining more than six successes within six attempts, the council is a success. If not, well, we shall see. Cool. So everyone's attention is trained on these two here, right? Yes. What else is in the room? Like, it, there's, there are several guards and the two officials. Yes. Mayor and their husband. So, there are a few other doors that lead to other parts of the building, as well as a circular staircase that seems to lead upwards to, mm -hmm. you imagine, the tower that you saw before. You see numerous couch-like chairs upon which numerous individuals are seated, watching the unfolding spectacle with great interest. To the right side of the platform is one man who seems way more stiff than the rest of the soldiers, the person that I mentioned before. He's intently staring at Groin and Idril. Other than that, there's a few other tables on top of which are spreads of various foodstuffs, and that's really it. Are any of the adjoining rooms, they look like offices or anything, whether it might be paperwork? Unfortunately, you can't tell from where you are because they're all closed. Oh, they're all closed doors. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I can't, I can't sneak in there. Well, I, I, you would have to open the door. <laughs> would that reveal me? Uh, that depends on how well you roll. Okay. All right. Cool. And what's going on? Like, if somebody else is shouting or giving a speech while you're doing that, perhaps. Okay. I'll wait until the discussion heats up, and then I'll try and infiltrate one of the side rooms to see if I can find any dirt on these people. Yeah. No. Of course. <laughs> Nice. And I think it's at this point, after giving your introductions and with Griffin just spying around, the door opens again and you hear, and that's how you put the silent and climb. And you see Kota being shoved into the room suddenly. <laughs> ah, Doradin, Doradin, come on, come on now. We were chatting pleasantly and now you're shoving me into the room. Good day to you. No hard feelings, friend. See you around. Thanks for the advice, by the way. Anytime, anytime. Do I add a proficiency to my, um, athletics for, for climbing walls? <laughs> you know what? If you if you roll again to climbing walls, any any future roll to climbing walls will be done with favor. Yes! Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Yes, so you all hear Coda's sudden shouts and the room's attention moves immediately from the two of you, Idril and Groin, to Kota. Hello. Kota? Yes. 
uh, I was outside uh-huh. and I got spotted mm. and they brought me inside and now I'm here and I really feel like I don't have much more to contribute to the conversation <laughs> <laughs> than what I've just said. So I'm going to sit peacefully and quietly over here <laughs> and let you guys continue with what you're doing. If I may speak, your worships, uh, you will recall that earlier you mentioned that misfortune had fallen upon your town. And now a friend of ours arrives and he brings no threat with him. We wish you no threat, no harm at all. We are not alone. There is another and his special skills will be revealed to you soon. But let me say, none of what we do, none of what we want, will bring any harm to you or your people. That was a gutsy move. Yes, indeed. Okay. Please, by all means, John. So, to go along with this, I'll have you roll something that you think is appropriate in this context. It could be something like persuasion, or enhearten, or riddle, even. Mm, I'm just desperately racking my brain, trying to see how I could work explore in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was maybe slight, slight push there. Probably riddle would be best. Right. Okay. 13 of the uh, sixes, and there's a, a six and a seven. Okay, yeah, you do very well. And the woman looks at you for a moment and says, That took honesty for you to admit. We were not aware before now of an additional companion to your party, after all. My dear lady, uh, Maris, my friend is shy and retiring. He is not a man of the sword. He is not a man of violence. He has no wife. He has no children. He loves everyone. He is here to enhance our little quest. And really, it is very simple. A caravan of ale, liquor generally, mead, (laughs) has been mislaid. It was on its way to us in the halls of the dwarves. It never arrived. So we are minus the joy that that can bring. Our friend is even now hunting for a way to find it. And maybe that way lies here, within these rooms, in this wonderful, wonderful building. Maybe he will find a way. Maybe you can guide us along that way to where this treasure may be. She thinks for a while in silence before finally responding. Master Dwarf, you are not incorrect. This is the correct location wherein you could obtain your ale, which we regularly send to your halls. However, these days have brought upon us a great deal of misfortune, as I mentioned earlier. And the caravans that we sent through were ambushed by some external force. What good would providing more of our hard work, ale and hops and sweat and tears be, only for them to be stolen again by the very same group? We could eliminate this threat for you. Eliminate them? You? You see before you one of the finest dwarven warriors in all of Durant's folk, a ranger of the north. 
a particularly skillful elf and our, as of yet, unnamed associate. Was it not spoken a few moments past that this unnamed associate was a, forgive my bluntness, a coward? Is it not possible for a coward to be valorous, though? <laughs> he will stay in the fight for as long as it goes our way, and I can promise you this, it always goes our way. And besides, there is more to locating a vagabond, a, a scoundrel, a, a creature of the dark, than mere brute force. Our companion has other skills besides, and as Kota said, we do not come here to plunder your land, to take your resources. We want to find answers. We want to know what happened to the caravan and why. We want to stop whoever is doing this. Forgive me, I did not intend to imply that a coward is of no use. Even cowards can be valorous, can be brave, can turn the tides of war. In fact, my grandfather used to say that if one wished to return from war, it is not the fierce braves, but the valorous cowards that one should follow. We are well aware of a coward's place and value. My concern, rather, comes from the fact that you all seem to regale these unspoken skills, but I am skeptical as to how they could come in use to you, supposedly valorous and brave and powerful warriors, to take down this threat that we face. If I may speak. Of course. Thank you for your consideration. Our friend, as I said, is a man of peace. He is a man who treasures life and he gives life. He is a provider. He has exceptional skills in finding and presenting food. The treasure that we seek is something that has already been paid for. It is, by rights, ours. We wish you no harm. We wish only to take our treasure, to leave you in peace, and to find a peace of our own. If on this journey, we run the risk of being attacked by some dark force as yet unknown. We have at our disposal a magical ancient relic. That is all I can tell you. Ooh. This breaks her composure and her eyes widen in surprise and then immediately she attempts to compose herself again. I do wish to know but I can sympathize with your silence and satiate my curiosity. Perhaps then you will be able to answer a single of my questions without betraying your secrets. This unnamed companion of yours, is he good at finding other things as well? People, for instance? May I direct your inquiry to my friend Idril? Well, I must answer yes. He is excellent at finding hidden things and at befriending the strangest of fellows, for help can come from many places. This is true. Indeed, this is true. And she just starts thinking, or it seems like she's thinking, pacing left and right as she does. Since you are all involved in this preceding interaction, can you all give me an appropriate role? 
I imagine Riddle or Persuasion would have worked best, but you can really just make me a case for something else if you want. I'm also going to give you each a bonus to your pool, because I genuinely really thought you did an amazing job there. Okay. Cool. I think as this has all been going on, I've been stealing food from tables and just stuffing my face. <laughs> While we're talking about how great you are, <laughs> I would like to use awe, just like my tall, stern, intimidating presence gives them a certain like, okay, this guy actually might be a threat, like maybe he can do what he sets his mind to. I would like to awe them with my mystique. Keep saying such nice things about me. <laughs> yeah, it won't last. <laughs> so what am I throwing? So you take D6s equal to your skill rating. I think you said you were going to use Riddle, right, John? Yep. And do you want to use Hope to add another D6 or...? Why not? Well, there you go then. And remember to roll your feet die as well. They're 12-sided dice, the big ones. Right. I beat my target number by two with no no sixes. Brilliant. No sixes, okay. Nice. I have also succeeded with one six. Oh, okay. Oh, for goodness sake. Is that a good goodness sake or a bad yeah. goodness sake? I've got a symbol with a six. Otherwise, I've got two tens, 27 altogether. Wow. Okay, so I think if we just take the 110, I believe that's a pass. Oh, yeah. So you've actually successfully convinced her. You've gotten more than six successes, which is really <laughs> all that was required. I I did not expect such feed. Yes! Good job. Griffin's like so powerful just mentioning him. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what happens is that she looks at all of you after a moment of silent thinking and she says... I can see in your eyes that you speak from your hearts, and your hearts speak the truth. But I do not think that I can fully believe you until your mysterious companion shows themselves as well. I cannot. And at this point, a guard from behind all of you shouts, Madam Mayor, the food is gone! All the food is gone! <laughs> Like all of it. I've cleaned every plate. I say, ah, there he is. I think I've even taken the plates and then licked them and put them back. <laughs> it seems to have disappeared. Even the plates are here. There's no crumbs. What's going on? Oh, dear. And we have to present ourselves and say, um, terribly sorry. Griffin, good body, please step forward and explain your mystery. Can I step out behind the mayor and go, oh, your food was lovely. Oh, okay. That's going to be quite hard. You're going to be rolling against a person, and that's the person who was standing by. So sure. please roll me your stealth. I'm going to spend another hope. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. Okay, so this is good. So we've got um, a success. Mm -hmm. So, and then 11... 14, and a Gandalf die. So, you know, it's, so, it's, so it's 26, but high even without it. There you go. Brilliant. Nice. Yeah, I got a 14, so you beat that. You expertly pass by the hilt-holding soldier and pop out from behind the throne and say... Oh, it's lovely food. I, it's, it was just nice. The mayor shouts in surprise and almost jumps up a bit in shock. Well, I see what you mean by a skilled... Individual, um, please, please down, down. Oh, I, I, I drop into that little sort of bum scooch off the, the, the what is the, the, um, the stage or whatever the it dash. is that she's on. Dash, that's the word. And as you do, you hear her taking a deep sigh and saying, Damrod, it is fine. 
at ease. And that's when you notice, Griffin, that the man who is standing stiffly at the side has unsheathed his sword and is <laughs> literally in mid-rush towards you. But hearing the mayor's order, he sheathes his sword again and takes his usual place. Very well, I concede. I cannot find a good reason as to why I should disagree with your request. However, if I am to put all my hopes unto you that this caravan will be different, that this caravan will reach its destination, I require a favor from you. It will be quick, and it will not take much time at all. Well, assuming you spoke the truth, and you are who you say you are, strong warriors with impeccable tracking skills, what I need from you is to find a particular man. Very well. Who is the man? He was... well, he was one of us. His name is Baranor. Baranor the Goblin Slayer, he's called. He was a proud soldier of ours, you see. But recently, for reasons that we are dumbfounded by, he killed his brother and fled. And we think he may be hiding in the outskirts of the village somewhere. You see, we've had a few minor thefts and attacks and the victims' descriptions of the events all lead to Baranor. Is he an elderly man? No, he is a young man, probably no older than you yourself. In fact, he is a well-studied man of the sword. He trained under Damrod himself, the captain of our guard. If only you had arrived a few months earlier, you would have seen him in all his glory. He was one of the candidates to be the next captain of the guards. Him and his brother, you see. But, well, no more. And why do you call him Goblin Slayer? Ah, yes, a good question, a valid question. You see, I feel as though I must warn you. He was, and perhaps is, one of our strongest. He took down a goblin battalion by himself and brought back the riches to our village. Thus his title. The man only kept a sword for himself and gave the village all the rest. It is a sorry sight to see him in such a state, but we cannot, we should not remain sorry forever and, and he must be dealt with, especially since this caravan issue has also come up. Sheep size, I hope you can understand my hesitation to trust you. It seems as though new misfortunes keep being sent our way. We need something in return. Consider the completion of this request, all the proof that I need of your skills and of your trust. Of course. It sounds like this favor will help us with our own quest as well. The two things seem connected. How so? If you believe this man Baranor was stealing your caravans, perhaps he was the one who stopped the very caravan we are looking for on the road. That is unlikely. He is no mere thief. His only thefts were small items, necessities even. And he knows what troubles would befall us if our caravans do not reach their destinations. He would never. He may have done much wrong as of late, but he is no mere thief. Did Baranor, did he wear the, um, the, the sort of the plate that all of the rest of your guards wear? Well, yes, as do all of our guards. It was him. It was definitely him. <laughs> we know, uh, uh, 
crazy old man in the woods said that he saw it happen. Um, <laughs> do not make me regret trusting you. Oh, you put your trust where you want to, lady. Griffin, that's enough. Please, uh, this, this is uh, simply our good friend Griffin's strange abilities at work. Very well. Your weapons shall be returned to you and we shall provide you with whatever resources are necessary to complete this request. You may depart immediately if you wish and we shall have the caravan ready for you when you return. Oh, I see. Of course. Thank you. Well. We owe you a debt of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you very much. If all goes according to plan, it is we who shall owe you a debt of gratitude. Might we rest here for the night and set off in the morning? By all means. And she points to a guard. He shall show you to an inn that you may stay at. Will there be anything to eat, given what our friend has done, showing you his powers of making things disappear? <laughs> I am tempted to say that you're welcome to all that your companion has already taken, but... I am concerned that that has all been consumed already. Griffin. Right. Indeed. The inn will provide you with food and with as much ale as you can drink. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you well on your quest. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Farewell. As soon as we're outside the mine hall, I will Griffin round and I'm like, whose idea was that? <laughs> that could have gone wrong. A hundred times over. <laughs> you were stealing food from the people we were trying to negotiate with. <laughs> well, I, I, at first I thought maybe they weren't as nice as they ended up being. You were in, you were in the middle of a, a swathe of potential enemies, armed enemies, and you decide to sneak around and take food from them. Right, that... I, I, how was I to know that there was a rogue guard? I thought maybe they'd seized control of the town and were nefarious. Also, I was very hungry. That's worse. I was going to sneak around and uh, look through their, their belongings, but the food was there. Griffin. Never mind. Thanks to Groin, we managed to convince them of your supernatural powers. And yeah, and somehow you end up being this mystical figure. <laughs> Who can do anything he wants? Who can who can peel back the layers of one's mind to unlock any secrets he wants? Who can who can detect any hidden objects he he needs to find? You're some kind of some kind of mystical being, and all the while you're going around under their tables sneaking food. Well, I figured I might as well, you know, reinforce the, what they were saying. Well, you won't be needing dinner then, will you? I was only playing the part. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much supernatural as preternatural. I've never heard that word before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're led to the inn and you find it to be quite a comfortable lodging. You welcome the beds, especially. It's been a while, too long, since you've had a bed that was not the ground or rock or leaf beneath you, nor frozen crags or wet straw. <sighs> Quite comfortably, you're all showered with food and drink. Well, bar one, Griffin is only showered with drink. Morning comes sooner than any of you would have preferred it to. It wouldn't have had such an effect on you if it weren't for the beds and the sweet sweetness of sleep that was supplemented by said beds. Can I remove a fatigue point? Yep, you may all remove a fatigue point. 
So, with morning dawned, you're all back into the outskirts of the village. One of the guards shows you a particularly nondescript patch of the forest and explains that that's where Baronor was last seen. So, I will have you all roll me a hunting or explore or search or similar role, and with each success, the trail will become clearer. Okay. All right. So we begin our search. I, I think I'll, I'll um, squirrel in behind Kota and uh, help him. Yes. Just pointing at literally everything and saying, Kota, Kota, have you seen this? I'm like, Kota, have I... <laughs> no, there's tracks over here. Or, I, I mean, it might just be a puddle. <laughs> I'll hunt for some clues. I'm thinking uh, using the scanning. Oh, yes. Would that be right? That's fine. That's a 19 on my hunting check. Nice. Which handily beats my target number. Did you get any success icons? I did not, no. Just, yeah, regular success. I've got six and the Eye of Sauron. So, Groin, your scan was unfortunately a fail. However, you may, if you wish, to use a fellowship point. You can re-roll all of that and see if you do better. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happens is that you all enter the forest and you start searching, hunting and scanning and looking. And soon enough, you find footprints that lead northwards. You follow these footprints northwards to what appears to be an old campfire. And just beside this campfire, you find a man. Or, well, more specifically, the remains of a man. He seems to have been hacked in many places. And from the spread of his body on the ground, he looks to have been running from something. You can tell from his clothes that he doesn't seem to be a soldier. At this point, you also see a trail of blood going even further north. Do you follow? Yeah, absolutely. The trail of blood becomes thinner and thinner until at one point it disappears and gives way to a new trail marked by broken twigs and shallow footprints. Soon enough, you come to an opening in the forest. On the opposite side of this opening is the entrance to a large cave. And in front of this cave opening is a campfire, a recently used campfire. The embers are still glowing dimly as the wind blows against it. And occasionally, you see small whiffs of smoke escaping into the sky. What will the Fellowship find inside the cave? Why did Baronor kill his brother? And will our heroes finally retrieve the missing ale? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. 